Welcome, this is the Photo Op Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Back after a little break. <laughs> yeah. Life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, life definitely gets in the way sometimes, so we appreciate all of you that are sticking around and watching this. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends, and send in all those questions so that we can... Uh, answer them at the beginning of future episodes speaking of we have a question to answer we do before we get into today's question i'm going to do a little disclaimer and a bit of self-promotion uh, the disclaimer is we are recording on the fourth of july so if mm-hmm. you hear some bangs in the background no i don't live in a terrible neighborhood those are fireworks uh <laughs> that's true for the next couple of episodes here um and the self-promotion uh make sure that you follow us uh on you know social media of choice podcast platform of choice youtube etc Feed that um, algorithm. Feed that algorithm. But also, if you love this show, if you'd like to support us, we have a $1 a month tip jar on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash creative. The same YouTube channel you might be listening to this. So uh, with all of that out of the way, let's dive into our question. All right, listener qu- question from Rajesh. Yeah. He asked, how do you guys overcome gear lust? I oftentimes try to overcome my inability or laziness by buying new gear. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for commenting on the YouTube. Uh, if you comment on my YouTube channel, YouTube will make it into a question uh, mm-hmm. video just like this. So how do we overcome gear lust? Um, you'll often hear us uh, talking about gas or gear acquisition syndrome. Um, <laughs> that is the official name for it. Um, as official as, as these official terms go. <laughs> as an official thing yeah. can be. Absolutely. That's the most official, at least. Um, yeah, so, so I kind of have two different answers. The first one is that um, if you just think about it from pure business money perspective, if you're a hobbyist, this question gets infinitely harder. Yes. But um, if you are running this as a business, it is very easy to overcome that gear lust. Because you're like, hey, do I want to pay my rent or do I want to buy this new thing? Um, will this new thing bring in the amount of money to make it worth it? Or am I just ROI return ROI. on investment? Is it going to return the investment that you're putting into it? If the answer is no, don't buy it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I am actually doing a little internal debate with myself on a piece of gear. Uh, before we started recording, I was talking to Stuart here about getting a tilt shift lens, yeah. which would definitely help out uh, some of my product photography clients. Um, so tilt shift lenses, uh, you might know them from being able to do that cool miniature kind of look. But the thing that they're actually for is to change your depth of field so that you can um, choose what gets in or out of focus. So if you're shooting at a product at a slight angle, the top of the product might be in focus, but the bottom is out of focus. Mm-hmm. And your two options are a lot of Photoshop and focus stacking or just saying, screw it, whatever. It's going to be a not as good of a photo as it could be. Yeah. Or a tilt shift lens so if i want to get that all in one shot with uh, minimal editing um just just easy peasy on set i'm doing a lot more product photography now and so it will i get paid more because i have a tilt shift lens no which is why i'm kind of dragging my heels because i'm not sure if the roi is exactly there but will it help me be better at that job yeah Mm -hmm. it absolutely also a common thing that we've said in the past around this topic is does it give you a capability that you otherwise genuinely don't have not yeah not you know probe lens 
gave us yeah, stuff we yeah, genuinely exactly. did not have exactly. before. And a tilt shift lens, genuinely, that gives you the capability to do something that you don't have with any other piece of equipment. And no, editing parallel blurs on a photo to pretend like that's the same effect is not the same thing. And I'm actually not trying to get more stuff blurry. I'm trying to get more stuff in focus, well, no, I just, too. Like, you see it, yeah. you see it no, people no, no, do it for as, sure, like, a for filter, sure. basically. And, for yeah, sure. It is not. It is not. Absolutely not. Um, um yeah. yeah, so this would be giving you a genuinely new capability. And so maybe if the ROI he, isn't in... You didn't say what piece of gear it is, though. Well, but I'm talking about your oh, tilt-shift yeah, lens. You know, yeah. in, in this case, your tilt-shift lens would give you a genuinely new capability. Even if the ROI isn't immediate, like over the long scale, it might mm-hmm. be. Because then you can you can use that. You can advertise that, so to speak, as a capability that you have. There was another photographer. So my, my second answer to this, there was another photographer I was talking to recently. They were saying, I'm saving up for a new lens. And I said, oh, cool. What are you saving up for? Um, the 85mm 1.2. And I'm like, ooh, that is, that is a gorgeous, beautiful lens. And I was asking what else they have in their kit. And they were like, oh, nothing. I've got like a kit lens. And I'm like, that's an interesting hold, hold up hold up <laughs> one second here let let me wrap my brain around this you're going from kit lens to two thousand dollar um l series you know that there's a midway between that right you can get an 85 one eight for a couple hundred bucks and have enough uh i i like to um look at gear at how many tickets to italy could i buy for this <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can get a round round trip for two. Take my wife to, on a nice trip to Florence or something, um, or I could buy this lens. And then that, when you put it in perspective like that, it it becomes pretty easy. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I feel like this person just got recently promoted or something. <laughs> like you're zero to a hundred. <laughs> no, no, they're starting out and trying to build their kit. And from all the research they've done, they're like the 85 is the next lens oh, I need okay, to buy. Okay. Yeah. But you don't need to go straight to the one two. What is the one that'll get the job done? I have the one eight, and you know what? The difference between one eight and one two is just one four one two. Mm-hmm. Not that big of a difference. And for a couple thousand dollars, yeah, I'd do it. No. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there is our. That's my answer anyway. How do how do I overcome gear lust? I I look at cold hard numbers. Yeah. I have someone ROI. like Stuart to slap me in the face when. Ooh, I really don't though. I'm a bad. You influence. prod me. You actually prod me into buying more stuff. <laughs> like, isn't this cool? You're like, hey, by the way, this is on sale today. Yeah. See, Damn that's it. that's my that's my problem. <laughs> is is. I I will yeah I'm I'm a sale share and be like ooh hey did you notice that the pro lens is currently three hundred dollars off of fifteen hundred like yeah isn't that See, interesting the pro lens <laughs> never went on sale so when yeah, it did go on sale I'm like this is the best yeah. it's gonna get um yeah. but yeah so that. I mean yeah if you're a hobbyist it becomes very difficult um I feel like that just you don't use your personal kit for work right you use work gear uh yes I. I used to blur the lines a little bit, but I have been a lot more firm lately in saying I am not using personal gear. I'm not packing personal gear for right. work. Um, so no. So, but yeah. but now that uh, so you see, my work gear is my personal gear because mm-hmm. self-employed. Um, so now that your personal kit is not tied into your work, mm-hmm. um, how do you overcome gear lust? <laughs> I overcame Gearless by buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> and running out of money. <laughs> yes. And spending all of my money on that. Um, so, yeah, find... Uh, there you go. I mean, genuinely, that's not... I mean, maybe buying a house is not great advice, depending on the situation you're in. But genuinely, that's not the worst advice. Like, is there something in your life that you should be spending your money on that's mm. that's better for you? That sounds dumb initially, but 
truly there probably is like yeah. if not if you're doing that well awesome for you go and spend your money on whatever hobbies you want to do but you have to balance that like i have unfortunately a lot of expensive hobbies um one of which which i've mentioned several times being scuba diving i mean scuba diving i have uh, i have probably upwards of 10 grand invested in that um and invested it's not going to return any investment <laughs> i i have about 10 grand spent on that not invested <laughs> um and but you know like right now i've got certain stuff i like i would like an upgrade to my dry suit that's several thousand dollars like i would like a new light that's at least a few hundred dollars um i'd eventually like better um underwater uh photo video gear that's a tremendous amount more than even those things, at least for the scale that I want to go after. And I just can't do it right now. Um, straight up. And there's other things that would be better for me to, or a better investment literally in some cases to spend my money on. So, you know, right now, um, if I had all the money in the world and if everything was perfect otherwise, then sure. But I bet you can come up with something that would be genuinely a better use of your money. Just like you can come up with things that are a better use of your time. Sometimes you choose. You're like, nope, I'm going to sit on the couch all day and play video games because that's what I want to do today. And you can think of all of the great things that you should be doing instead, but you're like, nope, this day is for me. I need some time to recharge. Fine. Um, I, I look at them in much the same way. Like, you know, sometimes you got to eat opportunity your, cost. Yeah. And sometimes you got to eat your veggies. Like, you know, you got to spend your money on the appropriate things. So the answer is, I feel like the ultimate answer, at least for me, is that it never goes away. I keep a pulse on this stuff beyond just like having a podcast. I do not keep a pulse on this stuff. All of my gear is like 10 years old. Yeah. I keep a pulse on this stuff. And I and I like to say that it's because, uh, well, I'm, I'm on a podcast about it. So I need to stay informed. But genuinely, I just like the progress of photo tech in general. Um, and so I keep a pretty close pulse on it and there's so much stuff all the time that i want to buy i mean my bnh wish list is like you know well into the six figures at this point i actually have multiple because i ran out of slots <laughs> on several of them um and so like i get it it never truly goes away for me but um yeah it's just one of those like sad being an adult things is i need to spend my money more yeah. appropriately so um yeah I, I think the last thing that i have on that is right now the thing that would help my photo business most is actually a new vehicle um yeah not mm -hmm. because i'm doing a lot of photo booth stuff that um i'm needing to rent or borrow large vehicles to get everything to mm -hmm. um to the location in one trip and if i had my own vehicle that would make my life better than a new lens so just sure. think about what else you can do, whether that's um, spending it on a marketing campaign to bring in new clients mm -hmm. or spending mm -hmm. it um, if you're if you're not quite there in your business yet, spending it on like an online training so that you can learn and grow your skills. I would much rather spend on that mm -hmm. than a piece of gear. Yep. Yep. Learning how to use your existing gear is always better than buying new gear. For awesome. Sure. So Rajesh, uh, thank you so much for the question. I appreciate you and uh, hope hope you find that useful. Thanks so, for your comment. So let's dive into today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about a Kickstarter. Hashtag not sponsored mm. is not our Kickstarter. We're going to talk about a Kickstarter that is going for the next two weeks-ish. Yeah. You've got on a when, couple weeks. Depending on mm -hmm. when you're listening to this episode. Um, so this Kickstarter is by uh, Stuart, not this Stuart, but yeah. Stuart Semple. My name buddy, Stuart Semple. <laughs> which which uh, you might remember as the guy who has made Black is Black and Pink is Pink and, mm -hmm. um, you know, has the f 
feud with Mr. Kapoor. Um, but uh, yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about this Kickstarter he has? Sure. So... And why are we talking about it today? That's the other. <laughs> that's the other thing. Let's talk to the yeah. folks about. So uh, I, I would say that. Uh... It's it is apparent that both Stuarts are tired of paying for subscriptions. <laughs> we, <laughs> Very yeah. much. Um and let's we're actually gonna link uh we did a video on that of what are the our alternatives to Adobe. Um we did a full breakdown of other non subscription based. Some of them are free, some of them are one time paid, mm-hmm. but they're all non subscription um alternatives. And the consensus at the end was, yeah, you could, but Adobe's still the best. Yep. Exactly. Unfortunately. And we are shackled so firmly to that Adobe subscription. So Stuart Semple said, what if there was a better way? What if you could just, like the old days, buy software once and be done with it? And he started a Kickstarter for, I want to call this Abode. I know it's probably Abode, like the logo is a house and stuff. But I really like the idea of leaning into it. Adobe, Abode. But it's uh, Abode, I assume. But Abode is Let's call it Abode. Abode, sure. Yeah. Um, And basically, it's his attempt to raise some money to develop a an alternative to the Adobe suite. Um, Not a full alternative. It's only really three and a half major offerings, but an alternative to Adobe's core. Looking through the Kickstarter campaign, we couldn't decide what the mobile app version of the Adobe is because we don't use every single Adobe program under the suite. There's the few that we use all the time. um, Lightroom, Photoshop, Premiere, After Effects, um, InDesign, Illustrator, and then Mm -hmm. all of the whole cloud of other kind of like web apps and stuff are slightly beyond me because I've never used them. Yep. Um, yeah, so so Abode, uh will offer, or at least it's intending to offer, a Photoshop alternative, an Illustrator alternative, and an InDesign alternative, and then this the web mobile app, app template, thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. With templates. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm all for this. <laughs> I think this is great. Like, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen how successful this campaign will be um it's already reached its goal but it's several reached times its goal. over yeah yeah so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're so they're gonna go through it right yeah. now the timeline is um first beta for testing is gonna come out in february 2024 and he's hoping for full release in october 2024 yeah so if he at you, least sandbagged a bit and said by the end of the year so yeah you know. <laughs> so if if you want to de-shackle yourself from adobe Take a look at Abode mm-hmm. um, through the link down in the description. Yeah. Again, not sponsored. We just think it's really cool. Um, and uh, I just I love seeing a little bit more competition on the market. And I yep. hate subscriptions with every fiber of my being. Yeah, I I wish that um, this this project is in the very early stages. Like there is very little to very actually really not much at all that they can share because a lot of this is going to be developed by apparently some people that he found that are generously offering their time at a reduced rate to work on this project, but he does want to pay them, which is very respectable. Um, also, uh, he did mention leaning on the community to help. Um, sort of in an open source way add to the software so the, if the community could help in development that would be great um, to be to be uh, clear it's not open source he's just hoping that the community will help be part of this so that a new alternative to adobe can be created um i wish we could talk more about it in detail there's just not a lot of detail out right now but sure Stuart semple's been around for a while he's very public he seems like a pretty upstanding guy like he he, he chooses the right fights and fights them in a masterful fashion every i i gotta say every time he comes out with something whether i'm his target audience and decide to buy it or not i still like 
the thing he makes yep. and agree with it. So um, one of the and and I know he's most recently um, known for all of his paints and mm-hmm. and physical media, but most recently um, we talked about an episode um, the uh, Pantone color palette, yep. and he yep. came out with his own kind of like open source Pantone mm-hmm. thing that you can download and it's alternative. And these are legally distinct colors <laughs> that are visually close enough that. We live in the strangest timeline. We, we do live in the strangest <laughs> timeline, but but that I I am the reason why I'm pointing that out is because um I have been burned so many times on Kickstarter by tech. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to, mm-hmm. to, uh, just if it is a book, mm-hmm. like I all I need for a book is an artist to design it, a printer to print it. I get a book. Mm-hmm. Like um I bought a really nice deck of cards. That was late because uh, they hit so many stretch goals that they added in all these extra cards that then the artist had to design. Yeah, but then I got it and it's a beautiful deck of cards and I love it. I, I love the physical things like that. Board games, yep. um, um, cards, books. I have a really hard time with tech because every time I've backed tech, uh, it either never comes or when it does come, it is faulty to the point where it's nigh unusable. Yeah, yeah. The stuff requires a lot more time and money than a lot of these bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Kickstarter people but, think but, they, they do. But yeah. um, the uh, the reason why I point this out is if you too are wary of tech, he has proven that he can make software Yeah, uh, because he mm-hmm. has made this Pantone color palette alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, I think I would say I have a pretty high confidence that this is going to deliver. Um, I don't know if I have high confidence that it's going in to the deliver timeline. Per, either in the timeline or like truly feature competitive with, uh, with Adobe products in the timeline i'm not canceling my subscription right now yeah yeah (laughs) something like like photoshop is is an incredibly complicated piece of software and that's both for good and bad but because it has a history of literally decades it has so many 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 features that pretty pretty much any alternative can't really touch so i'd be curious to see how they're going about it my suspicion is that they're going to go about it just due to lack of resources and people basically they don't have adobe's budget backing them up but the other thing too is i don't use nine tenths of what's inside photoshop if they if they can compete on the core level with photoshop and illustrator and design like this would be very compelling and it would be an easy recommend for me over something like affinity which would be like the closest next alternative i think affinity um in that last episode was kind of like the best ish that we Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. um but even that wasn't as robust yeah exactly so Definitely want to check this out. Um, I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. I may even back it for podcast purposes. So, like, let us know. <laughs> Leave a comment and say if you want us to check this out and compare it. Compare it to Adobe like we did uh, with the uh, various other software products. But it is really intriguing. And more conversation about getting away from subscriptions is better. Everything is a subscription nowadays. And I get why. I get that it's great for shareholders, whatever. But just, like... Can we have can we have something for the little guy? Can we have something for mm-hmm. you know? Can the average consumer just please have a win and not just be extracted to the maximum every month all the time? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I'm all for it. I, I think it's great. Um, I have, like I said, pretty high confidence that he's going to deliver. Um, and yeah, more of this, please. I would love to see this turn into an even bigger effort that starts just eating away at Adobe's whole thing. At the very least, if you want to go full capitalist, at the very least. This would be. This should push Adobe into cheaper or better um, offerings of their own, which yep. would be awesome. Like if you want to, if you want to take the capitalist lens, then there you go, 
free market market right? competition yeah. yeah market competition is good right because they so, yeah. absolutely have a monopoly <laughs> yeah There's... i really please can somebody make a good alternative video editor please <laughs> that's what i really want but yeah. yeah that's really difficult so so there you go um today we're really just kind of uh announcing slash speculating this thing we found on the internet yeah. so um go check out his kickstarter decide for yourself if mm-hmm. it's something that you want to back um if you want to back it go ahead and leave a comment about what you thought about it was really cool if you're like no i'm not backing this leave a comment and tell us mm-hmm. why why are you turned off why why is this not appealing to you um mm-hmm. genuinely curious to hear your thoughts on this because this is definitely an exciting new frontier so that is this week um in our last episode when we were talking about uh we were going through reddit questions mm-hmm. uh, if you listen to that episode there was one question that um had a strange kind of context to it and if we kind of remove some of that contextual stuff at the core of the question we're like that's super interesting and it and that could be a full episode so stay tuned next week because we're about to record that one right now coming to your ear holes mm-hmm. then we are going to be talking about when people won't pay your prices what do yeah. you do what do you do what do you do so uh thank you so much stay tuned for that uh you know like subscribe all of that stuff and we will see you next week see you next time if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.